Hi everyone, welcome to the Never Enough Doesn't Apply podcast with me, your host, Hannah Melnick. I am a college student and elite athlete currently going through eating disorder recovery and I want to be open and authentic about my experiences with the hope of making listeners feel less alone. Episodes do not include descriptive details about behaviors, numbers, pro-diet culture talk, or pro-weight loss talk. I am no medical or mental health professional, but I do have a strong passion for increasing awareness around mental health. Thank you all for being here and listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. To be honest, this episode is probably going to be a mess because I have nothing planned, nothing written down on my phone. I kind of just figured I would talk. And if you want to listen, feel free to listen. If you don't want to listen, that's okay too. I don't even know if this episode is going to be posted, so I very well could be just talking to myself right now. Maybe that's what I need. So apologies in advance for possibly a sloppy episode, but I figured that there's two sides to recovery. There's one, which is the sharing the greats and the ups and, you know, what makes it so amazing and special and why putting the work in treatment is so worth it. But there's also the downs, which the downs are down and it's hard and it sucks. And that's not usually the side that people want to hear. But the thing is, I started this podcast to help me and maybe that me sharing my struggles out loud is going to help me or even help someone see that recovery is great and it's glory, I guess, but it also is hard and it sucks and the downs hurt and I don't know, maybe it'll just help you feel less alone. So this episode might be short, it might be long, I honestly have no clue because as I said before, I didn't even plan it. So figured I would just speak whatever comes to mind or from the heart and just hope for the best. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. I'm pretty sure the last episode I posted, I was still in Miami and I was kind of graduating from the IOP, Intensive Outpatient Program, and I was moving home. So a lot has happened between now and then because that was March and it is now May. And I figured I'd share just a little life update first before really getting into my current struggles of recovery and my eating disorder and kind of why I stopped posting podcasts and even just stopped podcasting in general. The reason why I came home from IOP was actually because I felt like I wasn't getting out of it what I could have been getting out of it if I wasn't in treatment for so long prior to before that. And with that being said, it's because the groups were getting repeated and I was hearing the same things over and over and over again and it just wasn't resonating anymore and I felt like so much of my work was going to be working with the team. So I found research to get a recovery coach 
and I was going to work back again with my therapist, my dietitian, to work through a lot of the things and my struggles that I was going through at the time. Like I was really struggling with the idea of weight gain and being in a bigger body and I felt like that was going to be more of a focal point that I could work on with my individual team rather than with groups and more supported meals. I felt like that wasn't really what I needed. So that's really why me coming home happened. And I honestly just really wanted to integrate back into my life. You know, I missed cheer a lot and I really wanted to compete at Worlds and I missed my dogs in my bed and my room and I just felt like it was time for me to come home. I moved back home in the beginning of March and it was a very hard adjustment I would say. I was very accustomed to living in Miami so what that means is I felt like there was just a lot to do. In my free time I could go up to the pool or go walk across the street to go to the mall or just be outside which is one of my favorite things to do is to be outside because the weather is so warm but I'm from Massachusetts so in March it's still cold and I just felt like I was stuck in my room all the time and inside all the time and both my parents work and my friends were at school and I just felt very alone and lonely and A lot of what I was experiencing living back at home was the conditioned behaviors. And what that means, as my therapist explained to it, was that I was so used to opening the fridge and not grabbing anything. Like, that was what I did in August and previously. So I had to really retrain my brain to, like, open this, you know, same fridge or open the same cabinets and like actually grab something. And that was hard. And I think that I was really scared that everything I learned in treatment was going to go to waste because of living in the house that I was so sick in. There's that saying like it's so hard to be okay in a place where you were so sick and I think that's just really what I felt living back at home again. So I had to really plan my days accordingly so that I was doing something exciting every single day because I needed something to look forward to. Soon after I got home, I started to look for a job because I needed something to fill my free time. It was too hard just sitting and crocheting and dilly-dallying. It was just too difficult for me. So I ended up getting a job at Loft, and it's a clothing retail store if you don't know. I started working there probably mid-March, and I absolutely love it. I think that before you go into getting a job, especially retail, check with your team if that's going to be a fit for you because while working in retail for the past few months, I've definitely experienced some comments that aren't necessarily triggering to me, but they could be triggering to other individuals. And I think that you need to have a specific mindset if you're going to work into retail. So that's a little side note, but I personally love my job a lot. I work three to four times a week. 
I don't max out on my hours. So what that means is I feel like I work an appropriate amount of hours, you know, not just enough to keep myself busy, but not too much where it's distracting me from treatment or not distracting me from food-related concerns. Because I know that, at least for me, instead of dealing with my thoughts, I just distract myself. And that is just short term and it's not going to help long term. So anyways, I got a job. I love my job a lot. I'm going to have to cut back a few hours over the summer because I am living in my apartment in Boston for a few days of the week. And yeah, so actually with that being said, I did decide to transfer schools from Bentley University to Boston University and same idea. It was just I couldn't imagine myself being back in a place where I was just so sick. I needed a change. I loved that BU was similar to the lifestyle of Miami because it was in a city and it was lively and there was a lot of restaurants and I felt like I was just going to be a lot happier at BU academically, personally, all of that than I was going to be if I returned back to Bentley. I definitely have stuff that I'm looking forward to, which is really what I've been trying to focus on, being that I'm really struggling with my ED right now. And I think that it is just so important to have things that you're looking forward to, especially when you're struggling or even if you're not struggling, just having things that you're going to look forward to can just be really beneficial because it gives you a sense of meaning in life. First things first, my ED is really pissed off at me for even podcasting right now because it means that there is a glimmer of hope that I don't like my behaviors and that I want to talk about my behaviors and all that. So my ED is just like, can you shut the F up right now, please? Because we don't care that our behaviors are bad and we don't care, we don't care, we don't care. So with that said, I'm going to continue talking about why I'm struggling to piss it off even more and deal with the thoughts that come up after about me talking about my struggles. So the reason why I stopped podcasting was because I felt so hypocritical talking about the greats of recovery if I was struggling. And I have been struggling for, I don't know, three or four months now maybe. And it has just not gone in the right direction that it could be going. Um, I'm not going to say should because that's not the word that we use taught by my recovery coach. But I'm going to say could be going. But I did stop podcasting because I felt hypocritical. If I'm going to share the greats of recovery and I'm not doing well, then that's just not really what I wanted to do. So I decided it would be best to just stop podcasting in general and focus on other things like crocheting and work and just have nothing to do with recovery because I wanted absolutely nothing to do with it. So I am back recording an episode that I don't even know will get posted. Maybe I'm just talking to myself. Maybe I will post it and reactivate my subscriptions to post 
podcasts, but you know, we'll see. Oh my god, I literally don't want to talk about my struggles. Okay, so I, ugh, I actually really don't want to do this right now, but I'm gonna do it anyways. Um, I think that I just can't wrap my head around recovery right now because I am so scared of gaining weight and being in a bigger body um, that I'm willing to do absolutely everything to ensure that that does not happen. And for me, the reason why I'm so scared about being in a bigger body is because I think in treatment when I was um, in as close to a weight-restored body as I could get, I think where my work really lacked was on how to actually live in a bigger body again. I loved OPC so much, but I think where we could have gotten a little more help and assistance would be in body image. I just think that there's only so much sitting with the discomfort that you can do before sitting with the discomfort becomes unsustainable and you just start hating your life and being in a bigger body and that for me was kind of just the turnaround and for those that deal with EDs we all know that it starts out cutting corners and then the cutting corners turns from squares into circles if that makes any sense and it just becomes a snowball and it's a snowball effect and I was told that it's a slippery slope and all this nonsense of watch what you're doing and yada 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 but I didn't care (laughs) and I feel like that's been my mantra is like I don't care and finding some care for recovery is so hard when you're so scared of what it actually gives you and yes I'm always told well what can recovery give you and yes I know what it can give me I do (laughs) but I also know what it can give me on the negative side and the negative side for me right now is too hard and I ugh, as I'm talking I'm just getting so pissed off at myself because I'm just like Hannah, just get it right. Like, why can't you get this recovery thing right? And it's so frustrating being a perfectionist because I can't get this recovery thing right because uh, I don't want to say that I am not in recovery but I don't know. Am I in recovery? Am I not in recovery? I mean, the behaviors I'm doing are not recovery-oriented behaviors, but I went to treatment, so does that mean I'm in recovery? I don't know. So it's just so hard. It's so frustrating. I'm so confused, and I think that the only thing that has been kind of helpful is that I set guidelines with my therapist on things that I'm not willing to go back to. Um, Like, I'm not willing to go back to limiting food groups because I personally like when food is enjoyed and tasty and I didn't like that when I limit my food groups food becomes just icky and gross and that to me just messes with the food perfectionism of course and that's just not what I want so I don't even know where I'm going with this this is a mess I'm so sorry I deeply apologize but 
what I'm trying to say is that I am struggling. I am struggling with my body. I am struggling with eating food. I am struggling with meeting my meal plan. And I am just trying to keep a smile on my face and move forward and do this day by day. But it's hard. It sucks. I don't know if I'm going to turn my behaviors around anytime soon. I have fears that I am not being compliant enough with my team and that they're going to send me back to treatment, which is what I don't want. And I am just frustrated. I'm upset. Um, I honestly haven't cried in what feels like forever, which is a little terrifying because I feel like crying is a part of this, but I haven't cried in a very long time. And I feel like my OCD is really bad and my anxiety is really bad and my depression is really bad and everything's really bad. And... I don't know if it's my ED. I don't know what's going on. It's, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I just feel that I wish there was something more that my brain could do to stop the ED because living the way that I'm currently living is just not fun, (laughs) to say the least. It's slightly miserable. I guess the reason why I decided to pick up the microphone and put on my beats and (laughs) record this podcast is because I don't want people to think that this is easy. And I know they always say like, oh, this isn't easy. Recovery is not linear and all that. But at what point is it not linear in the sense that you're not in recovery anymore. And I just don't know if I am. I think I am because I do still fight, but I fought when I was deep in my ED. So where does that leave me? So this episode was a mess. I'm going to edit it and I'm going to cut out things that don't need to be said. And I might post it. I might not post it. I kind of feel like this podcast is a representation of my brain right now, which is all over the place. If you got this far, thank you for listening. Thank you for still being here and still being a listener and following me on this journey that is definitely not linear. So thank you. And I'll see you next time. Hopefully in a better mindset, in a better place and with a better recorded episode that is pre-planned and has a little more positivity. But in the meantime, I hope you have a great day, a great night, a great rest of your week, a great weekend, whatever it is, and I'll see you next time. Bye!